Hello, Vision Nation. In this episode, we're going to cover how Ben Francis started Gymshark while he was a teenager. We'll go over how he grew it from zero to a billion dollar business before he turned 30. And the crazy thing is that he did this without any external investors and without borrowing money. Now, you hear stories of entrepreneurs doing this sort of thing with tech companies, but Gymshark makes athletic wear, which makes the whole story that much more interesting. Getting to that type of scale in clothes is so much harder than doing it in tech. Alright, let's dive right in. Welcome to Wall Street Vision. This show is on true stories about people making millions. I'm Vlad Dolkochev. This show is for informational purposes only and is not investment advice. Full disclaimer in the show notes. So Ben was born in the early 90s in Britain. He wasn't all that great at school because he couldn't connect the dots between what he was learning and how he could apply that in the real world. He was quite an introverted person growing up. He was one of those kids in your class that's a little socially awkward and would spend time on their own. A lot of people think that being quiet is a sign of a lack of confidence, but in Ben's case, that wasn't true at all. He had tons of confidence in himself, but he just didn't show it outwardly in conventional ways. While growing up, he'd help out his grandfather at his construction business. And basically, he was doing labor tasks like mixing the cement and carrying bricks. We can learn a lot by working at a small business, and Ben's grandfather taught him a really valuable lesson in those years. The biggest job the grandfather ever did was building this huge commercial furnace. In order to have the capital to put a bid on a project like that, Gramps had to mortgage his house while he already had a wife and kids. That takes a massive amount of courage. If that project didn't work out, they'd lose their home and basically their life savings. Hearing stories like that taught Ben the risks that entrepreneurs take to become successful. And it made him get mentally comfortable with taking risks in his own business ventures. Early on in life, he realized that his dream of becoming a soccer or football player wouldn't come true. So he was looking for something else that might be a good path to follow. And that's when he happened to take this IT class. Most other school subjects were theoretical, but this class taught him stuff that he could apply right away and that made school a lot more interesting. He went on to build some websites and one of his early successes was a website that sold custom vanity license plates. At the same time as his interest in computers and the internet was growing, he also joined a local gym. It was intimidating for him to do that, but he watched YouTube to learn the basics of what working out is all about. To get results at the gym, you need to have structure, consistency, and hard work. Well, those are the same things you need for getting results in other areas of life as well. Ben's gym discipline started to seep into his schoolwork and his business ventures as well. He combined his passion for working with computers with his new passion for fitness. He even built a social network dedicated to fitness, but it didn't get enough traffic to make it sustainable. He also created two iPhone apps. There were basic apps that gave workout tips and helped schedule workouts into your calendar. And both of them entered the top Apple charts in the UK. 
made around 8,000 pounds from one of those apps, and that showed him that making money online was possible. These early projects made him inspired to make a website where people could buy things. Ben was becoming really into fitness, so he wanted it to be related to the fitness industry. The most obvious choice was workout supplements. At 19 years old, he started a website called Gymshark. This was a partnership that Ben started with his friend, Lewis. Now supplements were an obvious choice for the product to sell. The only problem was he didn't have any money to order the inventory. He was working as a Pizza Hut delivery driver, earning five pounds an hour and going to university at the same time. He called up the UK distributors, but he didn't have anywhere close to the money required for their minimum order sizes. Okay, he had to figure out a solution to that problem. So instead of getting inventory, he decided on dropshipping. If you're not familiar with dropshipping, it's when you set up a website but don't hold any inventory yourself. Basically, you show all these products on your website, and when someone clicks to order something, that order gets automatically transferred to another company that fulfills the order. The thing about dropshipping supplements is that profit margins are really low. Supplements are basically a commodity product that people can buy online at 14 million other places. That creates a sort of race to the bottom where people with these websites will cut costs until margins are razor thin. Not a great long-term business model, but Ben wasn't thinking about any of this when he started. He was a 19-year-old kid with a big dream and a ridiculous work ethic. He loaded up the Gymshark website with as many supplements as he could find, and he added a small margin. It took him six weeks to get his first sale, and already you can see the patience that Ben was showing. A lot of teenagers would quit if something didn't work in the first few weeks. But here he was determined to keep at it. Okay, so supplements were a commodity and not a great product to sell. But Ben wanted to go after a product that had better profits where he could make something unique. At the same time, in his gym life, he was also facing a problem that other teenagers were having. He couldn't really find gym clothing that fit him that well. And here's why. Traditional bodybuilding clothing at the time was designed for older men who had already built up their physique. And those clothes for older men looked baggy on teenagers who just got into lifting weights. So Ben and his partner decided to create some fitness wear that would fit teenagers who were just getting into working out. After Ben saved up money from dropshipping and delivering pizzas for several months, he spent it on a screen printer and a sewing machine. The plan was to sew their own custom gym clothing. Ben's grandmother knew how to sew, so she taught him. It was painstaking work because making a dozen shirts would take him a whole day. But he loved the process of learning to do these things. Now you've got to understand, with clothing, there was no huge plan about that being a way to grow their business. It was more of him and his friends not being able to buy the type of clothes they wanted, so he wanted to make the clothes themselves. In his business life, he would try one thing, and if that didn't work, he'd pivot to something else. He wanted to make clothes that fit teenagers, and he wanted to market the clothing in a way that would appeal to young people. 
He basically wanted to communicate with his customers the way that he wanted other brands to communicate with him, which was through social media. Back in 2012, big brands weren't doing too much of it. And now you gotta remember that all through this time, Ben was going to university from the morning until the afternoon, then doing his pizza delivery job from five to 10 at night. He would do his Gymshark work on his breaks, and then he'd go home and work on the website and design new products. And of course, he'd also work through the weekends as well. Ben's work ethic is something that played a huge role in the success that he achieved. This guy is a workhorse and he's known for getting up around 5.30 in the morning every day to squeeze in as much work as he possibly can. And actually one of the habits he swears by is waking up at the same time every day, seven days a week. That helps him keep consistent. Okay, so now him and his partner are making shirts and selling them on their website. Around this time is when they went to this big fitness and bodybuilding convention called the Body Power Expo. Ben and his partner were so excited when they walked around the expo and saw all the booths and vendors. They got tons of ideas for ways they could do it themselves. Ben could visualize himself having a booth next year and selling tons of their merchandise. It was his chance to be at the center of the fitness industry. So while walking around there, he went up to the organizer and said, we have a clothing company and we want to book a booth at your expo for next year. He was totally going off a gut feeling. It was a big move because it cost them all the money they had made so far in the business. It was a massive leap of faith. Now a really easy way to motivate yourself is to set a deadline. And they had one set in stone. So now it was time to really get to work. They put down all the money in the business toward booking the space for the expo. And now they were working nonstop on packaging, printing, making custom products, and building up their community online to get people to have brand awareness. They also wanted to do something special for the expo, so they planned on launching a new product there. They designed this cool tracksuit with matching hoodie and track pants. The only issue with the tracksuit is that it took a ton of money to secure the minimum order quantity from the manufacturer. It was another big risk for them to take on. Basically, everything was going to ride on this event. If the tracksuit was a bust, it would take them a while to financially recover from that. And apart from that, Ben knew that he should have something unique in his booth to get people to visit. At the time, nobody really heard of Gymshark. So he saved enough money to bring some influencers into the expo as well. He reached out to bodybuilding influencers who were on YouTube and invited to fly them out and have them go to his booth. He would also send them Gymshark product and a lot of times they'd wear it in the videos that they put out online. At the time, nobody else was really doing this sort of thing. Today, it's called influencer marketing. But at the time, it just came totally organic to Ben even if bigger brands weren't doing it. Now in those expos, it's common for the bodybuilders to get behind a desk and sign autographs. But instead, Ben wanted for customers to be able to interact with their influencer heroes more easily. So his plan was to have them right in the booth where anyone could walk up and talk to them. 
And of course, they promoted this on social media. They promoted to their audience that all these influencers would be at the Gymshark booth and that anyone could go and meet them. So the expo opened at 9 a.m. on a Friday. That was the first day of the event. And Ben didn't really think anyone would care about Gymshark, so he was a few minutes late and was stocking up his booth with products right when the doors opened. As soon as the event started, dozens of people rushed to the Gymshark booth. They couldn't wait to meet their online YouTube heroes, and they couldn't wait to get their hands on these cool new workout clothes that were made exactly for them. Because Ben focused super hard on this niche and knowing all about his audience, this event wasn't like a company trying to sell and pitch their product. It felt like he was hanging out with friends and talking to them. They all had something in common. They were part of the same tribe. And after the event, the athletes, staff and customers went down to a local gym called Ironworks and lifted together. That was the beginning of the Gymshark community. The whole team was exhausted after the event, just lying on the floor after a non-stop three days of selling, talking, and working out. And over that entire weekend, they sold out of every single item that brought to the expo. They sold out the inventory completely. One of the other vendors came up to Ben and asked them, How did you guys do that? And Ben said, I have no idea. He really didn't. Leading up to the event, Ben wasn't sure if it would be a success or a flop. He put down all the money he had into this, and it would have been a big setback for the business if it failed. Now after the event, the Gymshark website saw a huge bump in traffic, and within 30 minutes, it sold more product than they had in their entire company's history. And at that moment, Ben knew that he had something really special. Two years into the business, their revenues hit an impressive 250,000 pounds. Even when he was making all that revenue, he still kept his job at the Pizza Hut. That allowed him to reinvest all the money he made from Gymshark right back into the business. He only had to change this up when he got to a point where Gymshark were doing events, and he had to do a lot more travel. At that point, he just couldn't keep up the university or the pizza job, so he quit both and focused on the business full-time. One of the things that allowed them to grow so quickly is that they were online only and didn't have any physical stores. They were also selling direct-to-consumer, which meant that they didn't have to go through a middleman to sell their products. Not having any physical stores meant savings from not paying leases, and going direct-to-consumer meant that their margins were better, so they were making more money per item of clothing sold. They grew so well because they really understood their target customer, they found a scalable way to market to them, and each dollar of advertising they spent would lead to more than a dollar in profits. That allowed them to take all the profits and keep feeding the profits back into the business. Of course, none of this would be possible if he didn't have a great product and a customer base that loved the product. You can't outmarket a bad product or non-existing demand. Ben started Gymshark with a specific niche of the bodybuilder gym bros and focusing on one niche allowed them to get the product perfectly right for that audience. Their energy was super focused on one thing. 
they also really understood how important the online side of things was. So two years into their business, they had already gone through four different versions of their website. As they got more success, they would launch new products like their women's line, and they launched it because lots of women were asking for the product. So there was already demand there. It's not like Gymshark was trying to go after a new market. They had lots of people asking them for this. And they kept on making small changes to improve the business. Two years into the business, they changed their logo from a big muscly shark to something that was more appealing all across the board. So even early on, they were really forward thinking about their branding. But you gotta remember that it's never smooth sailing all the way through. During one of their Black Friday sales, their site crashed. And that caused them to lose over $140,000 in lost sales. And worst of all, it led to lots of disappointed and upset customers. So what does the CEO of the company do when that happens? Well, Ben sent out thousands of handwritten notes to customers, and they also sent out tons of voucher codes for discounts to people who were affected. Now that's a commitment to maintaining the relationship with their community. Six years after starting the company, Gymshark grew to more than 1.2 million customers and over 200 employees at its headquarters. By 2017, Gymshark was growing like crazy, and with big growth come big complexities. Ben was the CEO, so he was managing everything from brand to marketing to logistics and finance, and he didn't have a lot of previous business experience with any of those. So that made for a really challenging time. He also wanted to produce more product in Europe. European-made products had a higher quality and they were much quicker to transport to the UK. There was also very little import duty on those products, so even though they were more expensive, it ended up costing about the same as buying from the Far East. It just so happened that's when Ben met a guy named Steve Hewitt. Steve had lots of experience working with buyers in Europe. He had great connections in the industry, and so Steve started working on a contract basis. At first, he started working with Gymshark one day a week to help them with logistics, financials, and company structure. His one day a week soon became two days a week, then three days a week, and then he joined them full-time as a managing director. Ben had the humility to know that he needed help, and he set his ego aside and allowed Steve to take on big roles at the company. And they did it in a really smart way. Basically, Ben would manage the front-end stuff like brand, sponsorship, product design, marketing, and so on. And Steve managed the back-end stuff like logistics, operations, anything to do with stock and financials. Now, the really cool thing is that Ben realized that Steve was a better fit to work as the CEO of the company. So he put his ego aside and let Steve take the CEO position in 2017. It was very freeing for Ben to do that. Now he had the time to focus on things that he was good at, and Steve focused on things that he was good at, and that really allowed Gymshark to take the next step. How amazing is it to have the humility as a 20-something-year-old to step aside for the greater good of the company? And it's amazing that Ben has maintained this constant focus on working on whatever he needed to improve on. As an example, being an introvert meant that public speaking would give him a lot of anxiety, so he took up a bunch of training and got better at it. 
Now, he's so good that you'd never think he had any difficulty with it at all. Stepping away from the CEO role also allowed him to spend more time working on his weaknesses. And at the same time, Ben was learning from Steve, asking questions and watching what Steve was doing to grow the business. Their amazing growth continued, and a few years later, they were approached by a few private equity companies who wanted to buy a stake in the business. So they signed a deal with one company that bought 21% of Gymshark, and that deal valued Gymshark at over a billion pounds. And the crazy thing is that Gymshark got to that valuation without borrowing any money and without having an external investor. This is very rare. Gymshark grew just by reinvesting the money that the business produced. And they invested into things that yielded big returns, and that's how they were able to crush it and continue this sort of amazing trajectory. There was one thing that really shocked Ben when this deal went down. Lewis, who was his long-term partner in the business, wanted to sell his entire stake in the business. Now, it's hard to know exactly what was going on with Ben's relationship with Lewis, but it was strained and rocky. Apparently, Lewis didn't really participate too much in Gymshark the last few years, so he kind of became like the silent partner. Even today, they don't follow each other on social media, so you know there's some unresolved tension there. Anyway, as part of the deal, Lewis sold all his shares, and Ben ended up actually increasing his personal ownership stake. Now you might be thinking, why would Lewis sell his shares? If a private equity company is coming in and infusing all this cash into the business, for sure the business is gonna grow like crazy. But Lewis got paid around 100 million pounds. At some point, money doesn't really have any meaning. And I think for him, getting paid that 100 million was all he wanted, really. Sure, he might get 150 million if he stuck around, but then he'd take on extra risk at that point. So Lewis sold out and went on to do other business ventures. It's kind of crazy that Ben didn't cash out at all and instead bought more shares, upping his stake to 70% of the company. I'm sure he has enough money already to live comfortably no matter what happened, but that was an interesting choice. Now, he might be thinking that with the added strategic help from the private equity company and the extra cash that they're going to provide, that he'll be able to double the business and then when they go public, he'll double his money. But who knows? I'm just speculating here. So today, Ben is worth over a billion dollars, and in 2021, he went back to being CEO. And Steve Hewitt is still with the company as an executive president. Taking several years away from being the head of the company gave him the time to learn and work on his weaknesses. And now his ambition is to keep growing Gymshark into a powerhouse brand. He wants it to be the type of company that lasts the next 100 years. Alright Vision Nation, that wraps it up for this episode. If you've enjoyed it, you can check out episode 44. It's a cool story of how Sarah Blakely turned 5000 into over a billion dollars. Also, if you're a new listener, please hit the subscribe button, leave a review, and if you know someone who's interested in learning about people making millions, please share this episode with them. Thank you and I hope you have an amazing day. 
This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon as the basis for investment decisions. Before making any decisions, consult a professional. I may maintain positions in the securities discussed on this podcast. This show is copyrighted by Wall Street Vision. Written permission must be granted before syndication or rebroadcasting.